What's going on, everybody? How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Hold On To Your Butts Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Lewis. How's everyone doing this week? I, uh, sorry for the delay in the episode releasing. Uh, there's been some stuff going on this week. I've had this work conference that took place over the course of yesterday and today, and we had late nights, so I couldn't get to, uh, I couldn't have the motivation to uh, record last night or Tuesday night because Tuesday night I had some school stuff going down. So all in all, it was just a, it was just an inconvenient thing, and I'm sorry for the delay, but here I am now. Let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, but before we get to the good stuff, let me tell you about some little announcements and uh, just general housekeeping things. If you didn't know, you can follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LoganLewis96. And you can hit my Snapchat if you want at L-A-L-E-W-96. And even better, if you want to, you can follow the podcast's social media accounts. The Twitter is at ButtsPodcast. The Instagram is at HoldOnToYourButtsPod. So I wanted to talk about something real quick. I tweeted about it the other day, but those of you who don't follow the account or don't have a Twitter, it's okay. Here I am to save the day. So SoundCloud was giving me some a lot of te- technical difficulties. It was weird. I don't. I truly don't know what was going on. It uh, it was really really confusing and it was really inconvenient because I know a lot of you don't have Apple phones, so you can't listen to. Uh, the podcast on the podcast app, and I thought that that wasn't fair, and I wanted to have SoundCloud as another platform that everybody could listen that didn't have an iPhone. Well, lucky for you, a new solution has come out. It is called Google Podcasts. Yes, Google Podcasts. Last week, Google actually just officially announced its podcasting application for its uh, cell phones, for Android devices. So, it's the, basically the same concept as Apple Podcasts. You just download the app off the App Store or the Google Play Store. You search my podcast or my name, and it'll come up. And then you can subscribe there, and then you'll see the descriptions and the episodes that have been listed. And there you go. You can listen on Google Podcasts now. So those of you who were SoundCloud listeners, now you can listen on Google Podcasts. Also... Like I said before, when you go onto Google or Apple Podcasts, you should subscribe because when you subscribe, you get a notification every time I post a new update, and uh, it's beneficial to me and beneficial to you, so we all win. Hooray. Let me tell you about something. So a lot of people are telling me that I should get sponsored, and it's not easy to get sponsored. You got to have someone that's willing to endorse you, and and they're confident that I can endorse their product or service, but... I think we should shoot for the stars here. I think we should get endorsement from a big company like Starbucks. So until I get an endorsement from Starbucks, every single time I get a coffee from them, I order from the mobile app. And in the mobile app, you have preferences where you customize your profile and your name and your avatar, blah, blah, blah. Well, I change my name to something absurd every single day. Something just absolutely absurd. Like yesterday, my name was Scooter McFluffigus. Stupid names, I get it, it's stupid, it's might, it might be immature, but it's going to be a movement because the rest of you are also going to do this. You're going to change your name on the app, or if they ask you your name, you're just going to tell them something completely and just utterly stupid. If you're a girl, tell them your name is Brad. Just do it. They'll be confused and kind of annoyed because that's clearly not your name, but hey, if they want it to quit, then they'll endorse me. 
they'll give me a, a promo code or something, you know? So this is going to be a movement. We're going to do this. Starbucks, come at me. Come at me, Starbucks. I'm ready for you. Please, slide into my DMs, email me. Do something. I'm ready. With all that stuff out of the way, let's get right into it. Let's talk about some movie-related news. And we'll kick things right off with some trailer talk. A few trailers dropped this week. Nothing huge, but still something to uh, some stuff to get excited about. Let's talk about Welcome to Marwin. Now, this is a very, very interesting-looking movie. So this, mo- this movie releases November 21st, 2018. The, uh, it is directed by Robert Zemeckis. And it stars uh, Elsa Gonzalez, Steve Carell, Leslie Mann, and more. And the description of said film reads, As a victim of a brutal attack finds a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet to help him through his recovery process. So this looks really, really cool. So this man, it looks like, like I said in the description, this man is like goes through a brutal, brutal accident or an attack, it says. And I, th- I don't think he can walk. Like I think like he's unable to walk. Um, so he is very immobile, obviously, he can't leave the house, he can't run errands, so he starts collecting these dolls and forming these dolls out of clay and starts painting them to look like people he knows in real life, and he paints himself and he makes him look like this hero that this place takes place during World War II. It's very hard to explain, I highly recommend you watch this trailer. Uh, Those of you who know Steve Carell as Michael Scott and other... Uh, comedic roles this looks like a detour from that this looks very serious i mean there is some comedy bits in this trailer but at the same time this is a very very personal story that looks like it's going to be quite good and i can't wait to see it it's good to see actors like steve carell and other comedians um take this uh take their career in different directions so i i applaud him for that i can't wait to see this movie please go look up the trailer for welcome to marwin The next movie I want to discuss is The Meg. The Meg is rated PG-13, and it releases August 10th, 2018. The Meg is directed by John John T., and it stars Ruby Rose, Rain Wilson, Jason Statham, and more. This movie is about uh, a shark. Uh, After escaping an attack by what he claims is a 70-foot shark, Jonas Taylor must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submarine. So, what's funny is I actually did not get any of that from the trailer. Like, none of that is from the trailer. Uh, The trailer is basically just a giant, like, haha, we have a giant shark and it's going to kill everybody if we don't stop it. This movie is probably going to be garbage, but am I going to see it? Yes, because it looks like a fun popcorn movie that you can watch with some friends. Maybe go into it a little intoxicated. This movie looks entertaining. I'm not going to say it looks good. It's probably going to be bad. Uh, The story is probably going to be garbage. The acting. I mean, the the lead actors they can get for this is Jason Statham and Dwight from The Office. So, clearly this film is going to be an Oscar contender. Um, Go look up the trailer. It looks cool. The CGI looks okay for the shark. I mean, it's just a giant-ass shark. Uh, Yeah. Look up the trailer for The Meg. It's probably going to be dumb, but who cares? It'll probably be a good time. The next trailer dropped the other day. It's called The Predator. This is a character I'm sure many of you are familiar with. This movie releases 
September 14th, 2018. I believe it is rated R. It's directed by Shane Black. Stars Olivia Munn, Jacob Tremblay, and more. When a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. Which is just a stupid way of saying the Predator is back and they assemble a team of mercenaries to go and stop the Predator. So I've never seen the original Predator all the way through. I've seen scenes, I've seen little bits and pieces here and there, but I have never uh, watched this movie or series or whatever. I've never seen the Alien movies either, I know, right? Kill me. Um, But this looks okay. Again, it would probably mean more to me if I'd seen the original films, but this just looks okay. The CGI looks great. Um... It just looks it just looks dumb to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be blunt with you. It it just looks like they're taking plots from all these other different movies and they're just throwing them into one. This is such a stereotypical story. I mean, clearly, either uh, I think in the end of this movie, the predator is going to kill them all, and it's just going to be like, haha. Now their next movie can be like a Planet of the Apes type dystopian future where the predators take over the world and the humans are like just working together to try to survive it's i don't know i don't really see the humans coming out on top uh it'd make a cool plot twist if the villain won for once i mean the only movie that i can think of where the villain won was infinity war spoiler alert you've probably seen it by now if you haven't i don't know what rock you live under uh so yeah go look up the trailer there is a red band trailer that shows more like blood and guts and gore and, and if you like that sort of thing go check out the red band trailer but if you're like just Want to see a normal movie trailer? Just go look up the regular trailer for The Predator. The last trailer I want to discuss is called Mortal Engines. This this releases December 14th, 2018. This is directed by Christian uh, Rivers. And this is written by, I believe, the crew that did the Lord of the Rings franchise. Uh, It stars Hugo Weaving, Frankie Adams, Stephen Lang, and more. So this movie is many years after the 60-minute war, cities survive a now desolate earth by moving around on giant wheels attacking and devour smalling towns to replenish the resources. So as dumb as that plot just sounded, the trailer will reinforce that even more. This movie looks like trash. And I, uh, I hate to say that because it's by the people who made the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit franchise. Um, and those movies are good, so... This watching this trailer, I remember I saw when I um was at the movies last week. I saw the trailer premiere and I looked at my friends and I go, "You guys, like this is like BS. Like what is this crap? Like it, it looks awful. Just if 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 I'm wrong and you, th- you guys think this movie looks incredible, please come at me and tell me. I really want to know what makes you uh, believe that this film is going to be good. Again, I'll probably. I might see it just so I can trash it if it's bad, but who knows? Maybe it'll be good. I'll just go in with very low ex- expectations, and uh, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. So if you're interested, go look up the trailer for Mortal Engines. The next film I want to talk to you about is a movie review. And uh, I'm going to do the same concept of a movie review that I've done before. Uh, I will do uh, five minutes from the Mark uh And uh, that'll be my spoiler-free review, where I'll just talk about general thoughts, general character thoughts, uh, general plot thoughts, and uh, my overall feelings. And then, once those five minutes are over, I'm going to uh, 
do spoiler talk for five minutes. So I'll warn you when I'm about to start. I'm going to start about the 13-minute mark exactly. So I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom last week. And uh, I've been waiting to see this movie for a long time. Uh, The Jurassic Park franchise is probably my favorite franchise in all of film. I know it's weird, but I, uh, I really enjoyed these movies as a kid. And I was obsessed with dinosaurs and animals and science when I was a really uh when I was a toddler but so just the effect of that these movies have had on my life is makes sense why Jurassic Park the original is my favorite movie of all time nothing can beat that film in my opinion but here we go in a few seconds we are going to start off my spoiler free review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom let's get rockin So Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is PG-13, it is 2 hours and 8 minutes, and it came out June 26, 2018. When the island's uh, dominant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. This is uh, directed by J.A. Bayona, written by Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow, and this stars, of course, Rafa Spall. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. This movie is uh, this movie is good. Uh, it's I think it's uh, not as good as Jurassic World. Now a lot of people, it's come to my attention, hated Jurassic World, and to those people, I say uh, go away because Jurassic World was a good revisit to the franchise. Those of you who hate Jurassic World might as well hate Star Wars Episode Seven because it was the same movie. As the original. Star Wars Episode 7 was a carbon copy, just new characters and new locations, of A New Hope. And here we are with Jurassic World that has the exact same uh, effect with Jurassic Park. Now, Jurassic Park World Fallen Kingdom shares many similarities of The Lost World Jurassic Park, which was the original sequel to the original film. Dinosaurs are being taken off the island. Uh, there's people that are running around on this island after they, it's abandoned. It's, there's plenty of similarities here where uh, stupid rich people think that they want to rule the world and they think that they know it all and they think that their money is going to get them places and it's just stupid. But, of course, that's where we get the good movie. I go to these movies not expecting Oscar-winning performances. I go to these movies to see dinosaurs kill people. And that is what I got in this movie. That is what I got in Jurassic World. And that is what I look for in these films. Just like the Transformers movies. The Transformers movies may be awful. The story may be awful. The acting may be terrible. But I go to those movies to see giant robots kick ass. And that's what I get. So I'm satisfied. Now, this movie had its flaws. Which I'll discuss more when I get into the spoiler section. But I'll be very vague here. So the story is very... uh, It... It'll turn a lot of people off. Um, some of my family members have a more logical thinking uh, when it comes to movies, which sucks because when you go to the movies, you should be thinking outside the box. But it turned a lot of my family off because the plot was just like, eh, you know. Uh, the trailers don't really give much of this movie away. They um, they show very brief glimpses of the scenes, which is good. A lot of movie trailers nowadays will give everything away. So, 
I really liked the 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 uh, chemistry between Chris Pratt and da- B- Bryce Dallas Howard. Sorry, I can't even speak. Um, the other two supporting characters, I could do without them. They honestly dragged the movie down for me. Uh, Justice Smith and Daniela Pineda. Uh, both of those characters could have been gone. I hated them, to be quite honest. Uh, Toby Jones was great in this movie as Mr. Eversoll. Uh, James Cromwell made an appearance in this as Benjamin Lockwood. And, of course, Jeff Goldblum made an appearance as Ian Malcolm, as you see in the trailers. Of course, with B.D. Wong returning as Dr. Wu as well. So, this cast was great. I really liked the chemistry between them. There was humor in this movie, however, that didn't land all the time. Chris Pratt made a couple of jokes that were just not plain not good, which sucks because I thought Chris Pratt was hilarious no matter what he did, but... Now there's just a lot of crap that is said in this movie that it's just like, why'd you gotta say that? It's just stupid. Um, The CGI was incredible, of course. The CGI in these films are always great. Uh, The animatronics, they really emphasize this time around. You can tell there's a lot more close-up shots of dinosaurs and humans interacting, and the animatronics are very well done, just like in the original few Jurassic Park films. But... This movie overall, in my opinion, was a success. I got what I wanted out of it. I had a good time. It is nerve-wracking. It is uh, it is actually quite frightening at times. Uh, there are scenes in this movie that uh, kind of remind me of the first movie where you're kind of on edge and you're really upset and you're scared for what is going on to these characters. You're nervous for them. You're fearful for them. And that worked in this film very well. I enjoyed that aspect a lot. This movie doesn't quite clock in at two hours and uh, like 30 minutes or however long Jurassic World was, but trust me, it is still worth going to see. But with that said, I'm going to kick it into spoiler talk. Now that we're at the 18 minute mark, at 23 minutes, I will say no spoilers and all will be good. So yes, let's get into it. So how the hell are they going to continue this franchise, right? So this movie ends, for those of you who didn't see it and don't care about spoilers, at the end of the movie, uh, the granddaughter of Benjamin Lockwood presses a magic button to free all of the dinosaurs into uh, California. All these dinosaurs are now running around the United States. And uh, before we get there, I suppose we should touch on the plot. So, um, the there's this man, his name is uh, Eli, and he has, Eli Mills has these uh, bad intentions with the dinosaurs. He wants to take, he tells Claire and Owen that he wants to take them off the island and put them in a safe haven so when the volcano erupts that they are safe. Um, which is all bullshit, of course. Of course his plan is to bring back these dinosaurs and auction them off to the highest bidders like from the black market and like the mich- the military from other countries, basically to to auction these things off to fight in war. They want to weaponize the dinosaurs. This is a course of where we all saw it coming, which I was fine with. I get it. These people are stupid. We live in a world where dinosaurs exist, so why not try to weaponize them? I mean, we saw in the first film how Owen could weaponize the raptors to basically fight for him. So why wouldn't people want to expand on that? They see his ability to train Blue and the other raptors. Why not? weaponize the dinosaurs now with that said of course they break out and of course shit goes down and of course people get eaten and killed and that was what was so satisfying about this movie the ending 
It took a little while to get there. There were some scenes in this movie that were quite slow. Again, Justice Smith, Daniela Panetta, they could have been gone. The movie would have been just the same for me. I didn't care for their characters at all. Um, but yeah, so at the end of this auction, when they finally get a hold on the dinosaurs and they've killed all the people that deserve to be killed, uh, this girl releases all the dinosaurs to the public and it's just like, what the hell? What's going to happen next? So I ho I'm hoping that the next film, there's a time jump where we get to see after five years how this goes down. I mean, they could easily, excuse me call in the military and have the military kill all the dinosaurs but of course then we wouldn't have a movie so i'm thinking that we're gonna fast forward like five years and we're gonna live in an area or an era where dinosaurs and humans are forced to coexist because now the dinosaurs are gonna start mating they're gonna start having eggs they're gonna have kids the dinosaurs are going to repopulate the earth hence the name jurassic world uh which is very cleverly done i could tell in the original title of the film uh, other spoilers I'm trying to get to. Uh, I think it's pretty well wrapped up that the last... The, okay, the Indominus Raptor. The Indoraptor was the CGI heavy creation just like the Indominus Rex from the first film. We have another hybrid dinosaur that is the combination of a raptor and the Indominus Rex. Which is... The thing is just badass. You gotta see it. It's This thing is frightening. It's terrifying. It's beautifully smart. It's just... This animal is frightening and terrifying, and it will uh, wreck on its creators. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the raptor was one of the cooler dinosaurs we've seen in these films. Uh, yeah, so that's my thoughts on the spoilers of uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, I didn't really feel like was a fitting title, but hey, we're back from spoiler talk, I believe. We are back. No, we actually have another minute. Let's go. So, yes, I believe that uh, this film is going to get shat on quite a bit. Uh, a lot of people are going to think that them bringing the dinosaurs back to the mainland, just like Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, uh, is a stupid idea. But who cares? We're watching a film where the plot is about dinosaurs and humans living on the same planet. Who cares? Stop roasting the film. It was a good movie. You can... It is what it is. If you're going to complain about dinosaurs ruling the world, then you don't need to go and see any more superhero movies because all of that stuff is actually farther out than dinosaurs being recreated. Dinosaurs are being recreated as we speak. And if you're afraid of that, uh, you, you might need to buy a couple guns because uh, dinosaurs may be on the way sooner than later. But now we're officially back from spoiler talk. My overall rating of this movie, I believe I gave it four out of five stars. I enjoyed it. It had some plot uh, point errors or errors uh, problems, but for the most part, this film was entertaining. I loved the action. I loved the dinosaurs. I loved the, the just a, a lot about this film. Again, few errors, but every movie has problems. Uh, so there you go. That was my review for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Let's take it on down to music. So some music came out this week. Not much. Nothing mind-blowingly awesome. But uh, let's talk about some albums that were released. So first up, 
Let's talk about Dan and Shay's new album. Dan and Shay are a country duo. They released their new album, which is also goes by the same name, Dan and Shay. This, this album comes with 11 tracks, and I kept all 11 of these tracks. All Alone Together, Tequila, What Keeps You Up at Night, All to Myself, Keeping Score featuring Kelly Clarkson, Make or Break, Speechless, Stupid Love, No Such Thing, My Side of the Fence, and Island Time. I kept all 11 of these tracks for the sole purpose of the fact that I loved this album. This album was so damn good. Uh, Dan and Shay are more of a romantic duo. I am okay with that because the music is good. Uh, They definitely capture what you want in a love song. The love songs are very good. Uh, Dan and Shay, uh, I've never really taken them seriously, to be honest. I, my favorite duo of country duo is Florida Georgia Line, as I've stated previously. But Dan and Shay just rose to the top there. I, I really enjoyed this album. I'm going to start taking them a lot more seriously. Uh, some of the songs that stood out to me, however, in those 11 were Tequila, uh, What Keeps You Up at Night, Speechless, uh, no Such Thing, and uh, My Side of the Fence. I really enjoyed those few over the rest. But again, the rest are very good. I really enjoyed this album. If you don't like country music, that's okay. They don't sound super duper country. They almost sound more popish than country. But go listen to it. Who doesn't love a good few love songs to put them in the fields? Um, or the fields, sorry. Uh, so yeah. Go listen to Dan and Shay's new album titled Dan and Shay. BB Rexa also released a new album. The album is called Expectations. The album launched with 14 tracks, and I kept eight of those 14. I gave this a three out of five star rating. The songs that I kept were I'm a Mess, Two Souls on Fire featuring Quavo, Knees, I Got You, Steady featuring Tory Lanez, Grace, Pillow. And, of course, the smash hit that we've all heard on the radio 40,000 times in the last year, Meant to Be by B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. The songs that really stood out to me were, of course, Meant to Be, I'm a Mess, and Two Souls on Fire featuring Quavo. These songs are great. Uh, The problem I had with B.B. Rexa's album is not a huge one because I did keep three-fourths of the songs, but her voice is so high-pitched and kind of scratchy that... A lot of these songs, honestly, I'll probably end up getting rid of because her voice is just annoying to me. Like, it's just not an amazing... She doesn't have an amazing, really catchy, poppy voice. But again, she does put out good tracks. She has a couple long love songs and a couple songs that will probably put you in your feels. But again, who doesn't like a good put you in your feels song? I know I sure do. Who doesn't? Uh, again, three out of five stars. And if you like B.B. Rexa and if you like pop music and if you like rap, go listen to it. Why not? I mean, the wor- the the worst thing is is that you listen to the first few songs, you're like, I don't like it, and then you stop. I hate it when people are like, when I give people recommendations, they're like, no, nah, I don't really mess with it. Why not? Just listen to it. It's for free. We all, well, it's not for free, but we all have sp- streaming services. Imagine if... How much harder this would be if we still lived in the days of downloading stuff off of LimeWire. It would be a miserable, miserable time. But luckily we have streaming services now where it's easy to stream things. And if you don't like it, just delete it and never listen to it again. Simple as that. 
Uh, those are the only few albums that came out this week. However, there were some singles that were released that I want to talk about. The first one is Hopeless Romantic, uh, featuring Sway Lee by Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa is dropping Rolling Papers 2 on July 13th of this year. Um, and this is one of the lead singles following Real Rich uh, with Gucci Mane that was released about a month or so ago. And this song is a hit. Uh, I like the way that they did it, similar to the way that Gucci Mane and Wiz did their other song. They uh, split the song in half. Sway Lee got the like minute or the song's beginning to about the two minute mark, and then Wiz carried the rest out with a rap, and then Sway Lee wrapped it up again at the end of the chorus, and it's a great song. I highly recommend it. I really like Sway Lee's voice. Uh, their newest album, the Sway Lee and uh, Slim Jimmy album, the Race Remembered, it was okay. But uh, I really like their features. They do so much better in songs that they're featured in. It's weird. Uh, so yeah, go listen to Hopeless Romantic by Wiz. It's definitely worth it. Uh, let's talk about Sober by Demi Lovato. So I've gone on the record to say that Demi Lovato is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. I don't know. Every time I see her, I'm just like, damn. Like, look at this woman. She's so pretty. Uh, but that has nothing to do with her music. This song discusses why uh that she's not sober anymore as we all remember when demi lovato was a kid and a disney channel star she was going through depression problems drug problems abuse problems and she was just in a very dark place and she almost ended her life because of it well that's terrible but she got sober she went sober she stopped doing drugs she stopped drinking but this song confirms that she is no longer sober i mean it might just be a song but most artists uh, sing and perform about what is going on in their life at the moment. So this could be a confession to all of us, her family, her fans, the st her staff, that she is no longer sober. Um, this is a very good song. It's very emotional. It'll probably make you cry if you're a huge Demi Lovato fan. Again, I haven't listened to her music much. Uh, I just think she's beautiful, but I thought I should give her a shot, and you should too. So listen to her new song, Sober. It's definitely moving. Let's talk about Drop featuring Black Youngsta and Block Boy JB by G Easy. This song is a hit. This is a banger. This is what I call a club song. Just listen to it. It's got that repetitive hook where it's like drop, drop, drop. Like it's got it's just with a really nice beat with the production in the background. I want to know who did the production. Uh, but Block Boy JB and Black Youngsta both do their thing. They both kill it, of course. G Easy always slays. Uh, go listen to Drop. I really liked this song. It was a surprise. But even more of a surprise for me was Green Gucci Suit, featuring Future by Rick Ross. Now, I can go on the record and be like, I don't think Rick Ross is all that good. I think he's okay. He's subpar. He's not amazing. But Rick Ross put out a song that I hardcore mess with. I love this song. I love this song a lot. Again, club banger. Repetitive hook, but catchy as hell. The beat is amazing. Future comes in and slays it. I think Future does amazing in this song. He really kills it. I, I really, really like this song. Um, again, not a huge Rick Ross fan, but hey, this song is good. Give it a shot. Even if you don't like Rick Ross, if you like Future, just give it a shot. This is a you'll you'll be hearing this all summer, I swear. Um, and that's about it for music. 
other than the fact that tonight at 11 p.m., Drake is dropping his album Scorpion, which is 25 tracks, I believe. It's a double album. Uh, half of the album is R&B, and the other half is rap. I'm so excited. I hope it's not like More Life. I hope it's. Uh, I, I hope these songs are good. I have faith in Drake. He's been working on this project a long time. He said this is his best work. So I am praying and hoping that he delivers, and I'm sure he will. And you can expect this album review to be coming up uh, in the next episode of the podcast. So let's do a segment that I haven't done in a few episodes, The Logan Rants. Uh, The first episode I did, people liked hearing what I had to say about airplane etiquette. So I'm going to keep the airplane etiquette theme going, and let's talk about elevator etiquette. So for those of you who don't know, I work in Atlanta in a office building that is 12 stories tall. And uh, obviously I ride an elevator all the top. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to take the stairs. And there are some rules, I think, that you need to know when you're getting in an elevator. Number one, don't pass gas in the elevator. Don't be that guy. Because even if you do it when you're walking out of the elevator... That, eleva- that elevator is going to pick someone else up. Someone is going to have to face the wrath of the gas that you passed in that elevator. Don't pass gas in the elevator. Number two. Uh, when you are about to exit the elevator, don't stand right in front of the door on the other side. If you're waiting... Sorry, I worded that wrong. If you're waiting for the elevator, don't you dare stand in front of the door, like an inch away from the door, because... As soon as that door opens, there's going to be people filing out of that elevator and you're going to get hit. And it's just going to be an awkward situation because your dumbass was standing right in front of the door. All right. Next. If you say, say I get in the elevator and I work on floor 10. Say I get into the elevator with the guy that works on floor 2 and floor 12. The people that, the people who work on the higher floors in the building need to go to the back because then the people who work out or the people who work on the earlier floors of the building can get out first without having to shuffle or and there's no awkwardness there's no like weird like oh excuse me excuse no every time i get in the elevator i go straight to the back because i know damn well that there's going to be people getting off before me and that's just that i uh i think that there's also another unspoken rule this is very similar to bathroom Etiquette, which I'll probably do in a future episode. Don't make awkward eye contact with people. Just like you don't do that in the bathroom. Don't make awkward eye contact. It'd be different if me and you were having a conversation before we got on the elevator. But if I get in the elevator and you just like make eye contact with me and then say nothing, that's that's so awkward. Don't do that. Don't make you and everybody else more uncomfortable. Just don't do that. Uh, another rule. Don't scream. We are all standing in a very, very... We're standing in like a 5 by 5 space. There is no room for you to be going, Hey, Bell, so are you going to the meeting? No. Don't do that. We're right there. You don't have to scream. Also, when it comes to talking, don't talk on the phone in the elevator, you idiot. What are you... What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't talk on the phone in the elevator. Because then, especially if it's just... No. 
Forget it. I was going to say, in case there's like one other person, then that one person's listening to your conversation. It's even worse if there's a group of people. Because then everyone is forced to be silent uh, while you take your freaking phone call that you couldn't have waited 15 seconds for the outside world. Don't talk on the phone in the elevator. Don't play anything on your phone. Don't watch videos. Don't listen to music. Unless you have headphones in, don't do any of that crap. But never talk on the phone in the elevator because then you're that guy. That you're like, wow, everybody's going to talk about you as soon as they get off their floor, dude. Man, there was some idiot talking on the phone in their elevator. Yeah, that's you, dude. Don't do that. All right. I think that basically covers my feelings on elevator etiquette. Please, if I didn't uh, include something, please uh, reach out to me and let me know. And then uh, I'll follow up with you. I'm, I'm always down to discuss people's stupid behaviors. Um... Next, I'm going to cover some current event. Uh, I, I, I couldn't not address this. I want to uh, express my sorrow and my condolences for the Pawn Stars family because Richard, uh, Richard Harrison died at 77 on Monday. Uh, the man was nicknamed Old Man on the show and he had been battling Parkinson's disease before he died. Uh, the network released a statement that said, We are deeply saddened by the loss of our friend Richard the Old Man Harrison. He was a beloved member of the History and Pawn Stars family. He will be greatly missed for his wisdom and candor. Our thoughts are with the Harrison family during this difficult time. I used to watch Pawn Stars all the time growing up. I still watch it to this day. Uh, at one point, Pawn Stars, I'm not sure if it still is, was on Netflix. And I watched every single... Every single... Uh, episode of that show I was I used to be so fascinated with history um, so I watched Pawn Stars because Pawn Stars offers so much great history and uh, it's very sad that uh, this man died the show's not going to be the same uh, this man was always so strict and mean in the show but it was hilarious and it was I'm sure in real life he was a great guy and a loving grandfather and father and uh, whatever he was in his family uh, deep thoughts and sympathies for the family of Richard the Old Man Harrison. Uh, may you rest in peace. As always, we're going to kick things, or end things, rather, uh, with a little bit of happy notes. The vine of the week this week is the Why You Always Lion vine. And most of you know who that is, but if you don't, I will link it in the description. The meme of the week is the What Intarnation Dog. I think it's a corgi off the top of my head. I believe it's a corgi. But the What Intarnation Dog is hilarious. Every time I see it, I crack up. I don't care. I don't care how old I am. I don't care if I'm 22 years old. Every time I see that freaking dog, I laugh. It's funny as hell. So What Intarnation. Uh, yeah, that's the meme of the week. And, uh, of course, I gotta end the show now because we're done. <laughs> so... Before I uh, deliver some closing remarks, let me just say that this coming week, uh, I usually record the episodes and upload them every Tuesday night. Well, this week, I am going on vacation. Uh, we are leaving Monday morning for a family reunion lake trip at the Lake of the Ozarks in the great state of misery. So, I will be not recording an episode for this week. Uh, I will 
uh, recording an episode as soon as I get back from vacation, and uh, you'll have to bear with me on that week of absence. So uh, that's why I'm also maybe putting this episode a little out later in the week, so that we have time to uh, uh, make up for this lost time that I will uh, be giving you all next week. So everybody, I hope, has a great 4th of July and a very safe and fun time with their family and friends. Uh, Speaking of family and friends, hey friends and family, why don't you follow me on social media at LoganLewis96 at my Twitter and my Instagram. Why don't you also, while you're at that, follow the Snapchat of myself, uh, the L-A-L-E-W-96. And if you want, you should actually... Not if you want, you should, and you you will. You will follow this account, the at Butts Podcast Twitter account for the podcast, and the Hold On To Your Butts Pod account for Instagram. Uh, again, please subscribe. Thank you for listening, and everybody have a great, happy 4th of July. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>